Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation. And that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is you're going to learn so much for yourself. Even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information. As well as sharing nutrition experience with you, Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at On Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really want to make this a side deal or a side hustle, You'll, you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out. For me, every few years, I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com. Or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Roz, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out, but I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years, and I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com, and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off. Welcome back to another episode of Best Hour of Their Day. I have something very special planned for you over the coming weeks. I'm sure you're aware, but I wrote a book, no big deal, called Best Hour of Their Day. Maybe you've read it. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you're going to order it. It's available on Amazon as well as my own personal website, thejasonackerman.com, and the Best Hour of Their Day website as well. But after writing the book, I thought, how cool would it be to have an audiobook as well? So that's what we did. We now have an audio version of Best Hour of Their Day, and it's available on audible.com. I'll put the links 
on where to order the paperback, where to order the ebook, and of course, where to order the audiobook. But I decided to do something special when recorded the audiobook. I decided to take a deeper dive into each chapter. So if you've read the book, there's 30 chapters. And in each one of those chapters, I provide a story, a true story from my ownership of three affiliates, from my time on the seminar staff, from my time judging the CrossFit Games, and from my time running the regionals in the Northeast. And I took a deeper dive into each chapter. I was interviewed. And in those chapters, we go further along into more stories, more lessons. And of course, if you're listening, more advice. Nothing I did came without tons and tons of failure. Because of that failure, I really believe that's why ultimately I became successful. And I think it's important for all of you to hear that. So each chapter has another 30, 45, 60 minute discussion on what went down during that time in my life. So if you're interested in that, I highly recommend you check it out. But what I'm going to do, because I love giving back to this community, is once a week, put one of those discussions here on the podcast, best hour of their day. So you can listen to it absolutely free. If you love it, do me a favor, go check out the audiobook. maybe give it a download. If you don't like it, just listen to it and move on. And you can also, of course, always leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts. That really helps when you leave us a five-star glowing review about this podcast. Of course, if you have questions for me about the book, if you have questions for me about box ownership, if you have questions for me about anything in life, I'll do my best to answer them. You can email me directly, day at gmail.com. But I really hope you enjoy it. I was interviewed by James McDermott, a former coach of mine, longtime friend now, and it really was a interesting, fascinating, and really humbling experience to go back and look at all these chapters and look at all these stories. I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here you go, the next chapter of Best Hour of Their Day. All right, Jay, we're talking about chapter six, fill your cup first. And in reading this and also in living the lifestyle, I know, and you definitely know, that this is possibly one of the hardest things for a box owner or a coach to hear and to do. Uh, it's just funny how time gets away from you. Can you talk more about fill your cup first? Well, like you just said, I think it's probably very true in any small business. It just so happens that CrossFits and gyms are a business where you typically enter because you love health, you love fitness, you love working out. Then the business spirals out of control, not necessarily in a bad way. You just get busy. There are always things to do. And you and I were talking before recording, and I just said, man, some of these were such a waste of time. And I think, you know, you're just, there's, here's a piece of advice I give to new box owners or someone that's like, you know, recently ventured into their own small business. And I say, there's always more to do. And you have to remember that. And if you're constantly, trying to just check everything off your to-do list every day, it's, you know, it's going to be, it's like the definition of insanity, you know, doing the, doing the same things, expecting different results because you could check everything off, go to bed. But by the time you wake up, there's a whole new list you weren't even aware of. So you have to find that balance of, okay, I want to grow this business. I want to do the best I can for myself, for my family, for my members, but you have to take care of yourself as well. 
Yeah, and I think I think you don't realize at times when you're just in the the thick of it that not taking care of yourself in the long run hurts the business and it hurts your product and it hurts your ability to lead and teach others. Because if you're getting out of shape and your members are getting in better shape than you are, then they're going to start being, well, why am I listening to this guy? Or maybe you, you get sick and now you have to take time away from the business during a time when you can't. So I guess my, my first question is, what, what, are, what are the signs of burnout? How do you know you're, you know, you're, you need time off or you need to make a significant change? I think when you just no longer want to show up at this place you once loved. You know, you, you start this thing because you're excited, you're, you're having a blast, and then all of a sudden you're, you're dreading waking up and going to the gym. And it's, it's, you know, it's like being in a bad relationship. Oh man, I got to wake up and see this person again. I got to do this again. Cause like you said, yeah, getting out of shape or, you know, getting sick. But for me, it was always, I was just cranky as hell when I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, we talk about values. The values are still painted on the walls of Albany CrossFit, correct? They are. Yep. They are. So I see them in the videos when, when I watch them and you know, my top two values have always been health. Number one, happiness, number two, cause I feel like, Without health, I can't be happy. So when I wasn't training, when I wasn't filling my cup first, I was basically ignoring my first two values in life. So no wonder I would show up miserable and hating everybody and you know short-fused because I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing what I love to do. Yeah, I mean, I think many of us can relate to that. I can relate to that when there's times where it's just like, you're like, all right, everybody uh, grab this piece of equipment and people don't move just fast enough that what, what you were wanting and you feel your eye twitch and you're like, okay, is this, is this them or me? You know, when, I, you, when you reflect right after it. <laughs> I don't think we talk about this in the book, but I remember this one time. I, it was when we had two rooms. So we used to refer to them as like the first room, the second room, or like the blue room, the Marley room, like depending on what was the Kool-Aid man. But this was when we still room. the on-ramp room, right. So we still only had the first two spots. So this is probably about, you know, circa 2008, 2009. And I was trying to teach something and the members just weren't listening. And I lost my mind and I was like, you know what? If you don't want to learn, if you don't want to be coached, go to another gym down the road. Oh, I did. I think I, do I talk about that in the book? You know, I was like, go to another gym down the road. I don't know if you remember, there was the fitness factory used to be right down the road. I think there was a, What's that restaurant now that has all the TVs right down the road from um, Albany CrossFit? Oh, uh, you mean the the old recovery room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that not there anymore? Oh, yeah, that's gone now. So originally that was a gym. It was like just a big open blank canvas. It's actually a gym again. Oh, it's, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. So, so I was like, you know what? Go join the fitness factory for $19.99. You know, it's cheaper. You don't have to listen to anybody. And everybody just looked at me. And actually, Caleb was there. So this, yeah, so this is probably like actually 2009, 10. And Caleb was like looking at me like, what did you just do? And I was like, and I just lost it. And he was like, you need to apologize there. Meanwhile, you know, this is a 22-year-old kid at the time telling me I need to apologize. And He's I remember, just out of college. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. He's right. And I went home and, you know, I, I'm sure we can dig it up. It's on the Albany CrossFit website somewhere where, you know, I wrote and, you know, an apology slash like, hey, if you're coming to CrossFit, you're here to get coached. You're here to listen. Like, 
you know, so it was like a blend of an apology and, and a lesson, but point was, it wasn't them, it was me just being, you know, very, very temperamental. Yeah, I, I think my, normally when something like that happens, I'm like, okay, I need, I need a day off. This is how I know I need some time off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call in or get something, get my classes canceled or uh, covered, not canceled. I remember the last time it happened, I'm just trying to do the whiteboard briefing. And you know, too many people are coming in way late and they're all talking and I'm not even through the whiteboard briefing and people are already going to get their equipment. And I'm like, wait a minute, but, but then you have your mainstays who are like, they're, they're, they, they look at you too, like these people are crazy. Like I understand, <laughs> and like, you know, like, like Amir, Amir is there at the briefing and I look at him and I put my hand, I'm like, what is happening right now? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I know we're not done with this yet. Like you're still talking about the workout. So I just laid down in the fetal position by the TV and I'm like, I'm just going to talk to you, Amir. So Amir, here's what we're going to do. And I just gave him the whiteboard briefing while everyone else was insane. And I'm sure I could have reined everyone back in better, but I was just like, that was like my third or fourth class of the day. And I'm just like, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I don't know what to do right now with you. Yeah, people. I think, you know, like you're saying, you have to find balance. You I mean, third, fourth class of the day, maybe it was too much or maybe, you know, too many in a row. But one thing I've learned over the years is when that's happening, oftentimes it's our fault. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to freak out, but I'm sure I could have been like, hey guys, I need your attention for five minutes. Or in your scenario, hey guys, come back to the whiteboard. Like this workout, we really want to hit this stimulus. And then, of course, you have to rely on the veterans like Amir, you know, or other people. And it's like giving a presentation. It's easy to lock eyes with the guy that's falling asleep and ignore the guy next to him nodding his head in approval and really excited. And, that, you know, that's who I cling to at seminars when I'm presenting because I'm like, you, you can easily think, okay, everyone's bored because this one person is bored. Yeah, and but they'll we, kill your energy. Yeah, and we rarely look at the guy that's excited and we're like, well, everyone must be excited because he's excited. So, yeah. you know, step back, reevaluate, take a deep breath, and then take the next day off. Yeah, take, take a day off. Get, get, a, get a class covered. Now, there's a very specific incident in, in the text where you realized that you were burned out. And that's when you, you woke up, you looked in the mirror, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm overweight. Like, I'm not just out of shape. I'm overweight, and I'm a little depressed. Uh, and I think it's interesting in reading the text where it goes from the early chapters, you opened the gym in 2007. And this is 2011 that you finally realized that you were burned out. So that's quite some time to go by. Were there other moments before that? Or was it, were you just kind of just coasting and, and working on the business for all these years and it really just culminated in 2011? Yeah, so like I said, the, the one time that I mentioned was probably close to the 2010, 2011, I think it was snowballing. You know, I opened at the end of 2007, September of 2007. So that first year, two years, it was just excitement. It was, and it was also, you have to think, you know, at that time I was dealing with primarily my demographic, a slightly younger crowd that was there just to get an ass whooping. Where by 2011, CrossFit's grown. You know, the average person is like, I can try this. So now we're getting people that hadn't worked out before or, you know, were severely out of shape trying to make it back. So it was a, it was 
a different group of people. And it wasn't just a fraternity anymore. I couldn't just show up and slap a workout on the board. And I think to throw on top of that, all of a sudden I had employees, right? This is around the time you show up, Caleb's there, Kevin's been there, Dean's there. So we have our intern programs going on. So I'm not just controlling the members, but I think really controlling the staff was probably a big part of the burnout as well. And not to blame you guys, not to blame the staff, but I was not the best leader at first. You know, we talk about finding Sasha and, and getting him on board with me as, as a mentor, but I think that was a big part of it. So I can't think of a lot of other little things, just a lot of temperamental stuff. I remember just the other day I started thinking about it. I remember I was out with uh, Nikki at the time and I was texting one of our members. I don't want to name who she was. And we were like going at it on text, like angry. I was angry. I'll tell Which you who she was. hard enough to communicate, you know, in general emotions and things in text. Yeah. And I'll tell you who it was offline. But Nikki okay. was like, why are you texting this girl? And I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember being so angry that I was like, it, this is how angry I would get. Like, I didn't care if you quit the gym. That's where I was at. And, you know, she, I, I don't remember how it ended. I know she didn't wind up leaving. We worked it out. But, but anyway, it was just like that. Like, cause I, I refused to unplug. Like it was probably a Sunday afternoon and I'm sitting there texting a girl over nonsense. And then, and that goes back to what I said, like, there's always going to be more and you have to realize what's important and what's not important. Like me texting her was not important in that moment. Yeah. I, I know for myself, I, I get a lot of Facebook messages, a lot of DMS about problems. And I just make it a point that if, if I'm done coaching for the day and I'm back home, I don't even read them. Like I see the notification, but I'm like, I'll, I'll respond tomorrow when we both have slept, you know, like we both ha had some time to sleep on it. Not that I'm the problem or I'm fighting with this person. It's just, I'm going to respond to you next business day, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever the next day after you had some time to sleep and I can really think about it. And it's hard to think about things when you're tired. You, you just want to, you, you become a hammer at that point. Yeah. And I think for so many of us, like the, the ding and the badge of a notification, be it a text, an email, a DM, it's like we have this belief that we have to respond right away, which at times is no big deal. You know, you and I shoot a text, no big deal. But when there's emotion involved, there, there's this person that texts you doesn't know whether you read it or not. You know, you can, or, or even if you feel like they do know, hey, I'm going to get back to you first thing in the morning. You know, write yourself a note on what you want to say. And it's like that old, people used to give the advice of when you're angry, write it, write an email and then delete it. Yeah. It's the same principle, same principle. Because if you act out of emotion, you're going to, you're going to lose every time. Definitely. Now it's 2011. You're out of shape. You're depressed. You're in tears in your bathroom. <laughs> the shower is going. The, the song from the, uh, was it the, the quiet game or whatever it is, is playing <laughs> and, and you need to make a change. And the change that you made was, okay, I need to focus on my fitness and I need to do it right now. Cause that was one of your whys. That's a big part, your health, your fitness. So you ordered equipment for home and you did a hundred burpees for time. Correct. Now, a lot of gym owners might not be in that kind of a situation where they can order more equipment for home and get that time in. Maybe it's a, a part-time owner. So they, they're not all in, so to say. They have a full-time job and the gym. 
or they just don't have the ability to spend those funds right now. What are some things that those people can do to make a change right away? You know, there's, there's a couple of things. So yeah, you're, you're right. I was lucky in the sense that I, you know, had the funds, we were just opening our second box, you know, so I bought some extra equipment on that order and, and put it in the garage. But, you know, I think it goes back to like, we all have the time. You can get up 30 minutes earlier, get to bed 30 minutes earlier. So you're not, you know, losing sleep. And, and like I say in the book, the very first workout I did was a hundred burpees for time. It's still a workout I do often when I travel. It's, it's just a no brainer. You just get going in the hotel room. You don't need equipment. I remember about, I was with Ross. So it was in the last couple of years, we got to a hotel and we did a hundred burpees and the manager came up like right when we were done, like we're getting complaints about a, a, a ruckus in your room <laughs> and, we're, and we're like out of breath and sweaty. So I'm not sure what he thought was going on, but anyway, it was, you know, it was just doing a hundred burpees flopping down on the ground, but I'd say, you know, get up 30 minutes early. We, we get wrapped around this idea that to be fit and to train, we need hours and hours. hundred burpees will take you, le- you know, took me, you know, under five minutes, but it'll take you less than 10 minutes, even if you do a little quick warm up beforehand. So you can do that. And if you don't have the garage space or you don't have, you know, the, the funds to buy your own equipment, just go to the box or even if it's take the 545 class or join a different gym, even. And people forget like, coach. yeah, get, go to another box or join a globo gym or pick up a new sport. And, but just find all, all you need is the time. If you can find the time, you can find the workout. And I think, I, I think what's funny about that too, is that as coaches and box owners, that is exactly the first thing that we would say to a member that is maybe leaving the gym or hasn't been coming in consistently. And they're like, I just don't have the time. And we have no problem telling, you know, the working mom who has a couple kids and a husband and also a full-time job that, Oh, well, you have plenty of time. You can, you can just get up 30 minutes earlier. You can do this or that yet. We won't do it ourselves, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's really what this was all about. It's like, you're giving out advice every day to so many people you need to live by that advice. And the same thing you would tell somebody else is often what you need. And, and this goes for so many hobbies. We, we just get wrapped around. We don't have the time. We don't have the, you know, the, the energy to, to do this. Just start small. Five minutes. You know, same thing I tell people, like, I need to get into yoga. I don't have time to go to yoga class. I'm like, well, just, you know, squat for five minutes or do these two stretches for four minutes. Like, just do something. Yeah. Even like, you can hold a squat while you check your email. Exactly. You know, so. Now, and it, I, I also like what you said on joining another gym. You know, it, it, it could even be joining another CrossFit gym down the road and getting a coach and getting those, you know, those relationships within the broader community. You know, everyone needs a coach. So I think if you're the box owner, it's very likely that you might be the one person who's not getting to enjoy your product and not getting eyes on you. So hit that 5.45 a.m. class or join another gym. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. Cause the problem is if you go to your own box or you go to your own gym, you'll very quickly get wrapped into the work that needs to get done. Unless you can go in there with blinders on and just head right into class. You're going to like, Oh, check my email. Oh, so-and-so is talking to me. Oh, there's this. And you're going to wind up doing work that you don't want to do. Yes, so that, that might be something to, to build up to. Cause I think most box owners, if I had to guess are of the type a, 
personality, you know, uh, all of a sudden you're in there changing out the paper towels and doing this and that. And that was something that was important for me in this. When I did my workout, it was no phone beforehand because as soon as I pick up the phone, it becomes, you know, I'm going to start doing this and getting thinking about it and, and, and worrying about what's going on on my phone versus just getting the workout in. Now, for the box owner who's overwhelmed right now, they can make a change. They can, um, you know, they can just start doing a workout right now. They can hold a squat for five minutes, even two minutes. They can just do something. Something's better than nothing to kind of get yourself in the habit. Uh, what are some other things that they could do to lighten the load and make this whole process less stressful? I think you have to go back to the adage of eliminate, automate, delegate, right? So for box owners, we, we think we need to do everything. We're always trying to do everything. And the first thing, you know, we say eliminate, automate, delegate, because too many people then try to delegate things that should just be eliminated. Like we're looking back on the old site, you and I, we're looking at old videos. And I'm like, oh, I could have delegated this stuff to, to Caleb or so-and-so, but I'm like, in reality, should I just have eliminated it? Do we need all these videos? Do we need a blog post every day? So I would write down everything that you do in the course of a day for the business and then just start checking off, okay, this is mandatory. This I can get rid of. You know, this I can automate. I can, for example, have the workout of the day pulled from whatever platform onto the website or I can have my Instagram post automatically go to faith, you know, all these little things that you can automate and then, and then delegate some things, you know, the evening coach takes out the garbage, the morning coast, the morning coach, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, does writes, something, writes the workout on the board, right, writes know? the workout, writes the warm up. So there's all sorts of options, eliminate, automate, delegate, write down everything you're doing. And I think naturally you'll find, Hey, I can probably get rid of half a dozen things right off the bat. Yeah. And it's like, I know for myself personally, Joanna will say, she's like, I feel like you're just, I feel like no one cares about this one thing, but you, and you're just giving yourself more work for the sake of giving yourself work. And it's hard when you're so involved in the gym and the business and you're like, well, I've, I've got to put this post out. Like this thank you post has to go out right now after the, after a full day's worth of event. You know, I've literally after fall face-offs in recent years, sat in my car outside my apartment because I'm just waiting for her to get home from work. And I'm writing the big thank you post to all the vendors and everything, you know. Every event we ever ran, I did that. Like I would literally be up till four of them. A party would get out at two in the morning and I'm making a video and I'm like, no, all in retrospect, it's like, who's checking this at two in the morning? No one. Yeah, and, and no one cares. I mean, you know, again, I was saying all these videos are kind of useless. I don't think they're useless, but some of them I probably rushed and they could, they have been better if I didn't rush them even, but you know, ultimately I think I'm happy with where things turned out, but, but yeah, I I would go back and say, okay, I like this video, but I'll find a video that I did. I'm sure I did right, you know, right away. And, and just think to myself, okay, could this have waited a day could this have waited an hour yeah i think in most cases it it really can it can it can wait till the next morning you'll get it up it's no problem no one's actively looking for it right now it's I've, just it's I've, just on your mind it's on your to-do list 
Yeah, as we're saying this, I never had anyone say, wow, that's awesome. You got that up right away. And I also never had anyone say, where's the video of last night? Yeah. You know, so, so in either scenario, it, it didn't need to happen right then. So tell me about, Jay, this, um, this 100 burpees. It says your time was 4.56. Is that, is that still the record? Like, are you below that right now? Not right now? I don't, you know, burpees, I think any day of the week, and, you know, my, I forget who said it on, on the CrossFit staff, but they're like, you know, a blind drunk monkey. So I can, I can wake up in the middle of the night, you know, drunk and still be sub six any day. Um, sub five. There was a period of time right around then. I don't know if you were there. We did the 100 days of burpees. I do remember that. Actually, I did that. I did that remotely. I was living in the frat house. So you were still living in Binghamton? Yep. And also, I did it, I did it with you guys in spirit. So when, we, when that culminated, I believe I got my best time ever, which was like 4.48 or something. Um, and this probably wasn't you know, too far in either direction before or after. I don't remember. So. I was always able to hold around that sub five minute pace. I just, same reason the hotel person came and yelled at Roz and I is because I just dropped down right to the bottom of that burpee, like slam my chest. It's, it's similar to wrestling and it's kind of that wrestling mentality. So, you know, you, you have quite the history with this workout now that I'm realizing now, because you also did a hundred burpees at the recovery room after Clifton <laughs> Park versus Albany CrossFit, right in no, the middle no. of the restaurant. So, oh, that's a great story. Yeah, that's right. The recovery room we used to go to all the time, like post-workout celebrations or post-event, that was during CrossFit for Hope. Oh, okay. So, yep. Right, so Albany CrossFit, two years in a row, won the most, um, the biggest fundraising from an affiliate, and I got to go to St. Jude Children's Hospital, but if you go back, and I'll post a couple of videos like we've discussed about the fundraisers we did, about the talent show we did, but we used to do like these random things where it's like, I'll, I'll donate 20 bucks if you do this and I'll donate five bucks if you do that. So we're at the recovery room after, you know, one of the events that we did and Renee, you remember, you know, Renee, yep. she, she said like, I'll, de- I'll, I'll donate $20 if you do a hundred burpees right now. Meanwhile, we're a little drunk. We had just ate wings and it's like, I'm the owner. I can't turn it down. Right. She's about to donate $20. And I did a, I stripped down into my boxers because I knew I was going to get a little sweaty and it's also a dirty bar floor. And I did, I think I was under, I was close to five minutes at the time. Yeah. I, I, I think you was right around there. If not, maybe a little below it. It was a, it was a good time after wings and beer. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, that's, like I said, it's just my go-to workout. I, I love it. I, you know, it's, it's, challenging for me as a standard you know or as a workout i've done enough times because i know what i need to do so i can go into it with the mindset of just get these 100 burpees done but but as i look at the clock i you know and it's also an easy reference of where you need to be throughout the workout you know you need to do basically 20 a minute so you my typical strategy for those listening if they want to give it a go is get a little ahead of the beginning so i try to get like 25 or so in that first minute kind of ride it out in the middle and then pick it up at the end. And, and as long as you don't stop moving, you know, you could do a burpee every three to four seconds. You just have to, you just can't stop. I I think this might be a good first act or first homework assignment for the burnt out gym owner right now or coach 
someone who needs to kind of evaluate and change things up, test your fitness right now. Do the 100 burpees. And even if you're not burnt out and you just want to do it and no, I think see where you're at. We were, we were right on the same page because that's what I was going to recommend. Because like I said, do it today or do it whenever you're ready, but accept today's challenge, accept this, this chapter's challenge. Because now when you are burnt out or now when you are on the road, you have this kind of little voice in your head. It's probably my voice, right? Saying, hey, five minutes, just do 100. I'm on vacation, but I can do 100 burpees. You know, I had a really busy day, but, you know, I could do 100 burpees. It's a snowstorm outside, but I can do 100 burpees. And the, yeah, it's like, like you just said, it's, it's measurable, observable, and repeatable, which is one of the beautiful things about CrossFit. And if you do it right now and you're sub five, and then you do it again in six months, it's been a rough time at the, at the gym and you're like 647, that tells you something right there. Yeah, I mean, which is still a very good time. But yeah, and, and, and just for the record, I want to go back. You know, when I said the 100 days of burpees, back in the day, there was this little challenge of, one burpee on day one, two burpees on day two, three burpees on day three, all the way to 100. You can skip days, but then you have to ultimately make them up. Making them up sucks. <laughs> yeah, the first 20 days, you're just like, okay, this is my warm-up. After day 20-ish, if you miss a day, you're doing a big day. But I remember I was like, you know, it was a bunch of us doing it at the box. Like a lot of the, you know, the 330, I remember Andrea, Red Devil doing it. Um, Aaron, like a lot of us, MJ, we were all doing it together. And I remember purposely skipping day 99 because I wanted to give my body a rest to be fresh for that day 100. And then having, after doing the 100 burpees, still having to do 99 more over the course of the day. Maybe not the best strategy. <laughs> you know, it was, it was slow. Like, they, you know, the, the, there's no rules that you have to go fast. It's just that you have to get them done. Yeah. So do the 100 burpees. Let us know what your time was. Film it. And tag best hour of your day and Jay in it. Uh, any other advice for coaches, box owners, maybe even just a person who's just burnt out in general? So non-fitness industry person, someone just with their job, relationship, any last closing advice for those people? Yeah, I would just say don't be afraid to take some time off and not only don't be afraid to, but you must, like you really must. It was for the same reason that, you know, CrossFit Soul Shine, my third box was closed on Sundays. It's for the same reason currently, you know, every Sunday, Roz and I try to get outside and go for a hike, you know, without, without checking our email. Like in this day and age, it's so easy to be on your phone and computer 24 seven. And I'm very guilty of that too. Don't get me wrong. But you, with the time away is when you're actually creative. You know, if you, you, you think like, oh, when I'm on, even like, think about the last time you're out to dinner with a significant other or your friend and they go to the bathroom, you immediately check your phone. It's just natural these days. Try, try to enjoy those kind of spaces. You know, remember the working title of the only reading book, James? Um, the blueprint. <laughs> Before that, it was the space between. Oh, yes. The space between. Oh, and that was the best book cover ever with the two birds <laughs> and the one James and I have got you know been around the block a couple of times but you know enjoy that space between because that's actually when you're creative and you know it's, you can't be creative when you're thinking about what email I need to respond to or what text I'm writing but when you kind of just shut off and let your unconscious mind do its thing you might come up with the next best idea for your box so you might think to yourself hey I'm being lazy but in reality you're, you're benefiting yourself, you're benefiting the box. So take some time off, 
even if it just you know, and, and put it in your calendar you know two hours on a sunday or you know the yeah, entire you already day. schedule every everything else you might as well schedule that and, th- and that's what I, in my calendar aside from hey we james and i have a call or you know but i put in the times i'm training i put in the times i'm going to jujitsu and i even put in the times i'm chilling out because those times are just as important i've heard from great leaders like Brene Brown does it, Simon Sinek. So I'm like, if it's good for them, I should do it. But they put it in their calendar, you know, time off, decompress, or time to read. You know, if you don't put it in your calendar, it won't happen. So for all of this, go in, put in your calendar when you're going to work out also. So you're forced to go there, you know, hop into classes and, and, and schedule some time away from all of your devices. What, what can someone do for accountability? Like, would you tell your members, hey guys, like yeah, I, I'm holding you guys accountable. I need you guys somehow to keep me on track. Yeah, I don't think having a buddy or an accountability partner is a bad idea. I mean, if, you, if you're the box owner, you, you probably, one of your best friends is probably a member, like pick a day and time that you're gonna train with them or just show up to class every day and realize how excited they are. Tell your significant other, but yeah, an accountability partner is great, but at the same time, I do think some things you just have to be able to do on your own. You know, I don't have anyone tell when we get off this call, I'm going to go practice jujitsu. No one's, I don't have anyone that's expecting me today, you know, other than they know I show up Mondays, but you need to have some inner drive as well. Yeah. And you can build it up slowly. But if you're, if, you know, Sasha used to say this to me, it was like, you know, tell someone, Oh no, write it down and you're twice as likely to achieve your goal. Tell someone and you're 10 times more likely. So sure, if you know, I would say certainly write it down and then, you know, just text somebody, hey, I'm gonna work out every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the at the noon class. And and you know, this this reminds me, I remember, you know, d- during the first year or so when I came to Albany CrossFit, you had signed up for a jiu-jitsu tournament. I believe it's jujitsu. And um I think, and your training ramped up. So maybe it's also putting something on, on distant calendar, something that you want to be ready for. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great idea. Whether it's signing up for a local CrossFit competition, a 5K, you know, just, just having that goal. I had thought about that recently because that tournament specifically was probably the most focused I'd been as an adult training for something. So when you have something, you know, and it could be a book. Like when, when I was writing this book, it was like I had a goal and I had a reason to get up early every day and, and write for an hour or two hours. So yeah, certainly challenging yourself and, and chasing after that is, is an easy way to, it's like holding, you know, an easy way to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Especially when, when you know there's going to be eyes on you when you go to do that thing or people are waiting for that thing. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so common as a box owner that we push everyone else for these, long-term goals and challenges and then forget about them ourselves. Yeah. It's, it, it can happen very easily and kind of like, you know, with you, 2007, 2011 years can go by and you don't realize it's a problem until one day you look at yourself in the mirror or you see a video. Maybe you don't get on the camera that often. And at an event, you see yourself in a video cheering for someone and you're just like holding your, your head. You're like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I look that bad right now. You know, and, and for those of you that read the book or you're listening to this for the second time, you know, if you haven't, spoiler alert coming, but, you know, this wasn't the first and only time it happened. So, you know, you definitely have to stay on top of yourself. And, and, and we'll I, I would say it, it used to happen 
to all of us, like almost at the same time. Like we were all, you know, like me, you, Murph, Caleb, Kevin, Dean, even like Alex, you know, when he came on the st staff, there was like a drop, like we would all just be grinding. Like that's like seven people, six people grinding at the same time. And we're all not working out. We're all, we're just training athletes and focusing on the business. Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense, right? You know, if we're working on whether it was hope or fall face off or, you know, March madness, we're all working on it equally. So one last thing to probably throw in here, if you are a box owner, check in on your coaches because they burn out too. Yeah. And even the part-timers. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys that are listening know how it is. You give so much energy to your classes. And if you don't fill your cup, it just keeps getting drained. You know, there's a hole in the bottom. You can't, you can't catch up. So don't just check in on yourself, but check in on your coaches. Cause if they're burned out, you know, the, your members are going to, are going to see it. They're going to feel it. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I think it's a great place to kind of end it. Fill your cup first. Thanks again for listening to that special episode of best hour of their day. If you enjoyed Go ahead and download the book. You can check out the audio book. You can check out the paperback or even the ebook. We placed the link right in the show description. So once again, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.